0: praise the lord greetings in the name of the lord this is holy lady t checking in on this glorious night and yes i am still saved, sanctified and filled with the holy ghost and yes i am enjoying my life with jesus how about you god is great and he is greatly to be praised and y'all excellent I'm just so excited about Jesus. I'm so excited about Jesus. And I do have some things I want to address. But I'm going to get right into the Tell It Like It Is Thursday. And I will address some issues that's happening in our world at the end. But on tonight's Tell It Like It Is Thursday. And yes, you know I'm going to tell it like it is i am going to be talking to the single specifically to the single specifically and these are the top three ways to be content and joyful during your single season the top three ways to be content and joyful during your single season because y'all i'll be like ain't no way that we claim to be holy ghost filled and we're not excited about jesus in our singleness what is really going on and so when these, when you, your head is down and you're always depressed you always talk about well it's me because i don't have a husband you know what? That's a signal that you and Jesus do not have an intimate relationship, because even in the natural, when it's 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 scientifically proven. Um, if you are intimate with your spouse, like you're more happier and, and just excited about life. And so if you are saying that you are in love with the savior, you have an intimate relationship with him, then you are supposed to be content and joyful in your singleness. And anytime Y'all, that we're not content and joyful in our singleness, again, that means there's a problem in our relationship with God. And so we got to say, wait, let me backtrack. It's something I'm not doing. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have a desire to be married because I do have a desire to be married but I'm not like spending every day boohooing and crying because I don't have a husband like no I'm living out the purpose in which I was created and I'm enjoying my life with Jesus until my husband come and we're both going to be enjoying our life with Jesus and so it's a problem when you're not enjoying life as a single because this time of um this season is for you to develop and grow yourself and again enjoy jesus uh enjoy who you are in him enjoy helping other people and so when you fill your life with meaningful things and meaningful people it makes you have a fulfilled life and so these are the top three ways to be content and joyful uh during your single season uh first I want to start off with Philippians 4, 11, 13. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned, like it's a growing process, I have learned, because I'm 39 years old. Okay, so I've learned, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am I am, so I'm single, so I for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to, bound, to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. What it say, singles? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Philippians 4, 11, 13. So, singles, we can do it. We can do it. Y'all, I'm telling you, this ain't no put on, it ain't no come on. I truly, I truly enjoy my life with Jesus. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus during this single season. I'm going to keep saying it. So we should be content and joyful during our single season. Content. I'm satisfied with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm praying uh, that God will bless me with a spouse. But even if the Lord do not allow me to get married before I die. I would have died being content with my relationship with Jesus. See, none of us need to get in a courtship or a marriage until we are complete in God. Until we are content and joyful in our relationship with God. Because, listen, God is the supreme being. He is love. And so if we cannot be fully satisfied with God, who is perfect in all his ways, who loved us through the worst, through the best, through everything, who's always there for us, if we can't find contentment in that relationship, any other relationship is not going to bring total fulfillment to us. It's going to pacify it, but it's not going to bring total fulfillment to us. And so when I got to the point where I was content and joyful in my singleness, God revealed to me, now, now you're ready to be a wife. Now you're ready to get married because I now I do not expect my husband to give me what only God can Yes, he's going to love me as Christ loves the church. And, you know, he's going to do things that a husband should do. But I can't expect him to be God in my life. Some things only God can bring peace to. Some things only God can bring comfort to. Some some issues, you're going to have to turn it over to God. Yes, Uh, Your spouse can help you, but at the end of the day, you're going to need supernatural strength. And that comes from God. And it's that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that includes being single. That includes not having sex while you are single. That includes even if you have a boyfriend, even if you have a fiance. If you're not legally married, you do not supposed to be getting intimate or having sex with a man. And so, number one, the number one way to um, the num no, excuse me the number one way to be content and joyful during our singleness is to be intimate with God. And so, how do I get intimate with God? You may say, you got to get in His presence. The Bible says in Psalm sixteen eleven, "Thou will show me the path of life; in Thy presence is fullness of joy. At Thy right hand there are pleasures." forevermore so when you get into the presence of God you should be joyful so this tells me if a if a single is not joyful even me if I'm not joyful then I'm not in God's presence because the Bible just told us in his presence is the fullness of joy and so that's why you got to get intimate with God you got to get close with God and so when you have these people be like she doing too much but no you doing too much because you out going from uh um, Mark to James to to John to all of these people multiple uh multiple dates and all of this going on no you doing too much we that are in God's presence soaking in his presence we have joy and it don't come from an outside source glory to God it comes from God hallelujah and so we got to learn that now get intimate with God now because when you find that pleasure in God alone then when you get married you will hey I got God and I have my husband that I can get intimate with and they satisfy me I don't need another person to bring what only my husband and God is bringing to me. That's all I need. But when you get then got used to being intimate with with Henry, John Luke and all of these people, then now you didn't grab something uh uh like okay, like a sexual posture that you like with this one, uh uh how they how they talk to you from this one and all of this and see it's it's too much. It's confusion, and you expect your husband to be this way, and that is not who God had for you in the first place. This is who God had for you. So that's why I was like, Lord, I thank you for how I have spent years and years when I had my youngest daughter. um, She's 15. When I had my youngest daughter um, 15 years ago, I said, oh, no, I'm going to get intimate with God. And getting intimate with God is just praying, fasting, reading your Bible regularly, every day, meditating on the word, you getting them scriptures that you can apply to your life and grow. I mean, y'all, that's getting intimate with God because you're getting to know who God is, who God wants me to be. You're getting to know all of these things when you get intimate, God. And see, I got to know who God is. I got to know what God likes, what he dislikes, because I want to please him. When you're intimate with someone, you want to know what can you do to bring them pleasure. Okay. In the natural. So we act like we don't know, but no, it's the same way with God. I want to know what can I do to bring God pleasure. Okay, because hey, this this is my Lord and my savior. This is the love of my life. And I want him to be pleased with my worship. I want him to be pleased with my life. So I'm in the word of God, okay? I'm praying, I'm talking to him. I'm letting him minister back to me, glory to God. I'm going to church and I'm learning, to church building. And I'm learning more and more about him and what it takes that I may stay safe and be rapture ready when he comes. Glory to God. And so we got to get in and see that intimate part is when it go from being a church building goer to being saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you intimate with God, it's more than coming again to the church building. It's more than quoting scriptures. It's more than posting memes or 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 comments or posts on things about God that you ain't even living yourself. It goes deep. You intimate with God. You bringing him glory. Ooh, I'm getting ahead of myself. You bringing him pleasure. I love being intimate with God. Because see, I know God loves me. So when people are like, again, you doing too much. You do know. These men out here, that smooth-talking mess, you know if they love you. But see, I know God loved me. He proved his love for me. He died on a cross for my sins. Glory to God. And then when I was in a pit that I dug myself in, glory to God, God delivered me and he bought me out. Glory to God. It's like he put a ring on my finger and a robe on me and called me as his own. I am his child. I'm his daughter. Glory to God, to be more specific. And so I know God loved me because he forgave me, glory to God. And so I'm telling y'all, it is such a wonderful thing to get intimate with God. Such a wonderful thing to get intimate with God. It's nothing, it's nobody like our God. It is nobody like our God, glory to God. And then it's another scripture that says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. That's Matthew 5 and 6. So it's like when you intimate with God, like you always wanting to get back in his presence. Or you want to stay in his presence. And we know that sin is what separates us from his presence. So it's like, I'm like, hey, you call me whatever you want to call me. But I'm going to abstain from even a very appearance of evil. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And so you got to be careful, y'all, because sin is pulling you out his presence. And I was like, I got to stay in the presence of the Lord. I got to stay in the presence of the Lord. And so when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, right living, right standing with God, glory to God, then you will be full. You won't have to worry about trying to get a man. You'll you'll wait on your holy man of God. You'll be content and joyful in your single season because see you hunger and thirst after the things of God about staying in right relationship with God, right standing with God. And so when I get done doing that. I don't have to be hungry and thirsty for sex because I'm doing all I can to please my Savior, the love of my life, Jesus Christ. And so that's what, y'all, that is, is, is if you want to call it the secret or whatever, get intimate with God. Get intimate with God and have that hunger and thirst for righteousness. See, nothing else will satisfy you but God and his righteousness. That's the only thing. And so when, that's when you have hunger and thirst after it. But if you're hungry and thirsty after pleasing yourself, you're selfish. Then you're not going to be filled. You're always going to look for the next man, the next sexual experience, or the next whatever, because you're not satisfied. You're not complete. You're not hungry and thirsting after righteousness. You're hungry and thirsting after sex and a man and what you want to do. And so I'm like, no, I got to get in his presence. I hungry and thirst after righteousness because I, again, want to be in right standing with God. And God fills me up again. He satisfies me. He highly satisfies me. Glory to God. And I really, y'all, I truly thank God for my relationship with God. Y'all better get in his presence. Again, get in that word, word of God. Praying and fasting, glory to God, it will help. If you're doing these things consistently and, and doing it from your heart, you will notice a change. You, I'm not saying you won't think about getting married, but you won't be overly consumed about getting married. Get intimate with God because then he'll reveal some things to you. This brings me to number two. He will reveal your purpose. So number two is seek God for your purpose and walk in it seek god for your purpose and walk in it the bible says in psalms 139 14 through 16 erv version i praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way i know how amazing that was you could see my bones grow as my body took shape hidden in my mother's womb you watched my body grow there in your book in your book You wrote all the days planned for me before any of them had happened. So before, before, before anything happened, God already had your life planned and mapped out. And so that brings me comfort. He already. So like you wasn't just born to be born. You have a purpose and he planned your life out. Okay. Okay. Next verse, Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. Before you came out. Before he formed you. He knew what you was going to be. So, this is why you have to seek God for your purpose. Don't seek people. Seek God for your purpose. Because one day, like, I was just, like, reading. I believe I read The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I'm like, wow, yes. It really opened up to me, like, how I had a purpose. I began to read the Bible just consistently and i do that today consistently regularly read the bible like god what is my purpose show me like what you want me to do and so as i was reading my bible talking to god everything he showed me exact scriptures that revealed to me what my purpose was i was already walking in my purpose but i wanted to know like in a bible where it said Like, specifically what I was doing. And so he revealed those scriptures to me. And ever since then, I really began to live, like, that purpose-driven life. And I thank God for it. And so it makes my life so much fulfilling because, like, I know that I'm doing what I was born to do while I'm single. So you don't supposed to wait till you get married to live life. You don't supposed to wait till you get married to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Before you was born, before you was born, God had a plan for your life. And it wasn't just sit on the sidelines until you get married. No, we all need to be walking in the purpose in which we was created and so i thank god for how he revealed to me what i was to do and so y'all if you see me being bold unashamed and doing something it's because god has anointed me and sanctified me to do it and so it's like no matter what people say i got to do what god say and a lot of times when you're that voice you're that spokesperson, especially in the end time when the truth is being evil spoken of. You're not going to have a lot of friends. You're not going to have a lot of people that support you. And I'm talking about even in the church building. I'm talking about even in the church building. Because a lot of people want to hear about blessings and all of that. And they had their little cliques and, and they form all of this. But when the true, true word of God is being spoken. People don't want to support that, but guess what? Whatever it takes for my soul to be said, I want to hear it. And I, I just... I thank God for the gift that the gifts that God has given me. I thank God for anointing me to do the work and that he called me to do. But yes, uh, it's a role. It's a role that many times that you feel like you are alone. Like you don't have like this big circle of friends. It, you know, it's, it's not that. And so everybody is not called to this, but some people are. And I was like, well, this is, this is where it fell on me. And I guess, It always been in me because, again, God knew. And so it always been in me because even as younger, like, I always was this distinct person. Like, I always, like, stood out among the rest, and I did not have a lot of friends because of that. And I was always like, okay, this is me, and, like, I'm not changing for you because this is me. And I'm still like that, and even the more because God has anointed me to do a work for him. And that is... I know some of you may be hearing me that it's the same way that you never fit in, and you don't only really have any friends and and God meant for it to be that way, okay, so you got to you have to be who God has called you to be, no matter who it offends. It's sometimes being who God has called you to be will offend people. But you have to make sure you're doing the purpose that God has created you to do. And of course, we always focus on doing it with love. It's always with love, but you don't dare back down on who God called you to be because other people don't want to accept the message of God. You got to stand flat-footed because when God began to comfort me, he began every time like it's... God speak to me and people rejected. God began to comfort me as like, hey, the people rejected me. They chose Barabbas. Barabbas was a murderer. They knew he was this way. But they chose to crucify Jesus, the God of truth, the God of love, mercy, and love. They decided to crucify him instead of Barabbas. See, I'm telling y'all, so you can't. You can't, you have to look at me like, wait a minute. Sometimes when I'm doing the will of God, the truth of Him will not be accepted because people are not ready to turn from their wicked ways. They're not ready to turn from their false traditions. They're not ready. So you got to pray for them. You have to pray for them, treat them with love, but still. Boldly speak the truth. Another one. Stephen. He was walking in purpose. Telling them what they had did to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Man, man, man. They got so mad at Stephen that they stoned him to death. So when these when these people, church folk, be like, oh, you know what? When you really speaking in love, then they will accept what you're saying. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Stephen was speaking the truth. In love. Because if he didn't, God would not have received him up. So he was speaking the truth. In love. And those false religious hypocrites. They rejected him. And stoned him to death. Glory to God. But he was received by God. And see that's all that matters. You got to seek your purpose. And walk in it. No matter what. Friends may leave you. Family may forsake you and not support you. Okay? That's just how it is. Point blank, period. I have learned to accept it. And so, you be like, wait. Sometimes you human and you be like, really? This is the people that are supposed to be encouraged and support me. But they're not. But that you got to go on in Christ. You got to go on doing what God has called you to do. I'm talking about even in the church building, even in the religious world, you got to do what God created you to do. And I thank God for like, now every now and then, God will send somebody to me to encourage me on my purpose walk. And so, that's what I'm saying, y'all. It is some people in the body of Christ that is there to uplift you and to dare to connect you, connect with you, so we all can do a great work for God. Because my purpose don't look like yours, but we are all one body in Christ. And our main purpose is to glorify God, I'm getting ahead of myself, and to help bring others to salvation. We are reconcilers, Okay. We're supposed to be reconciling people back to God. Bringing them back into right relationship with God. And so, how I do that and how another saint do that may look different. But we all supposed to be working together, encouraging and supporting each other on this Christian walk. Or on this walk in holiness. But glory to God. You got to see God for your purpose and you have to walk in it. And so... Even with the rejection, even with the criticisms, I still have a fulfilled life because I can hear, I can feel, and and I can, I can just sense God approving of what I'm doing for him. And that's why I live this fulfilled life. And so it's like, if God was to take, you know, if God was to call me home to rest, then it's like. I have done what he, I have did the work that he had called me to do. And I thank God I fulfilled my purpose. I wasn't just on here as a waste of time and matter or or skin or breath. I wasn't a waste of it, a waste of life. I wasn't because I did the purpose in which I was created. And I pray that I have helped somebody along the way. Glory to God. And so this verse um, I just mentioned it. It's Isaiah 43 and 7. Everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Isaiah 43 and 7. And so when we realize that we was created for God's glory. We'll live this life with excitement. We'll live this life every day. Trying. To please God. Because that's why, Lord, what you want me to do today. Whatever, whatever I can do to bring you glory. That's why I exist. That's why I exist. To keep your name in lights. To keep people looking at you. When I live this holiness life, it points back to my creator. Glory to God. And it brings glory to him. And so, that's my focus. I'm created to bring him glory. Next verse. Revelation 4, Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power ooh nobody worthy but him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation 4, 11. I like this verse. I like this verse because we was created for his pleasure. And so that's why, like, I can't be sleeping around with a man that I'm not married to. I was created for God's pleasure and my husband's pleasure. So, no, my body is precious. And no, 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 no. Nobody's not going to have a free ride on me. Never again. And so that's how you have to be. I was created for God's pleasure. And when you live life like that, you'll make sure that you're doing things again to bring Him pleasure. When we're walking in holiness, that brings Him pleasure because we're being like our daddy, which is God. Okay? So that brings, so every day, that's why I'm like, Lord, help me. If there's anything in my life, take it out. Show me me because I want to be holy before you i want to bring you pleasure and i cannot bring you pleasure with sin it's just like if you out here having relations with somebody and they give you a sexually transmitted disease you don't want to no longer have sex with them and it's no pleasure being had because you know that it might feel good in the moment but you know they got disease and so that's like you trying to buck up and shout and, and dance up in the service and speak in some kind of tongue, preaching and teaching, but no, you got sin in your life. That's not bringing God pleasure. You, me, we got to stay sin free. Am I saying like I may not make a mistake or something? No, but in the moment, I got to get that strapped. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Please forgive me, because I cannot, again, be intimate or bring God pleasure when I'm in sin. I cannot bring him pleasure. It's like a disease. I cannot bring him pleasure when I'm in sin. So we got to be holy, for he is holy. We got to cast off the works of darkness. We got to mortify. You got to put to death. Put it to death. The things that is not like Christ in your life. So you can bring God pleasure. Because that when I'm like, Lord, uh-uh. Get it out of me if it in me. Because I want to bring you pleasure. The, the love of my life. My Savior. Ooh, the one that I know has my best interest at heart. The one that I know. That know my ending. At my beginning. All perfect. All knowing forever loving, gracious, and merciful. You think that I want to bring him pleasure? Yes, I do. Because when all others forsake me and I'm alone, I will always have Jesus. So I got to bring him pleasure, glory to God. I tell you the truth. We need to really seek God for our purpose. And that is one of them. We was created to bring God glory. Whatever whatever God has called you to do is for to bring him glory And also to bring him pleasure. All right. And so, even in our singleness, we also have generally a purpose. All of us in our singleness. That's 1 Corinthians 7 34. There's a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord. Let me say it again. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord that she may be holy. That she may be holy in both body and in spirit. But she that is married care for the things of the world. How she may please her husband. 1 Corinthians 7.34 So now our purpose as we are unmarried. Is to care for the things of the Lord. That we may be holy in body and in spirit. That's our focus. Find something to do in the house of the Lord. Ask God to reveal to you what you can do to serve the body of Christ, to help bring souls to the kingdom, care for the things of the Lord, how you may be holy in both body and spirit. And so when I care for the so Lord, what would you have me to do when I find out something is going on that's going to help build this kingdom and point others to Christ? Hey, I can help you with that. What you need me to do? Lord, what you want me to do? Uh, And I ask guys, this and he reveals some things that he want me to do next year. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it into action. But I'm telling you, we supposed to be caring for. If we spend our time caring for the things. The Lord, again, we'll have minimal time to focus on the point that we're not married. It's not. Listen, it's not a tragedy that you're not married. God has you single to improve you, to build up you, to get closer to him, to, again, to bring him glory. And when I keep thinking of that, Lord, in my single season, when I, I am abstaining from sexual relations, I'm talking about every kind of sexual relations. That includes all sex, vaginal sex, anal sex, every kind of sex I'm abstaining from. I'm bringing glory to you. Hallelujah. And it's more than that. It's more than sex. It's watching the pornography. I'm abstaining from that. Lord, I thank you. I'm not trying to be self-righteous here, but I'm thanking God for giving me the power and the strength to abstain from these things. It's like, Lord, I know I was created for your glory. That was my. That's my main purpose is to bring you glory. And so when we focus on caring for his things, then we won't have to be like, no. I'm looking like, ain't no way. This dildo stuff is becoming so popular. No. I don't need that. and I, I never needed it. And I thank God for it. Because I'm like, hey, I mean, if you're going to sin, you might as well sin with a body. Why are you sinning with an object? But either way, it's bad because I guess people be like, oh, okay, you sin with the object. You don't get a disease. But it's still not pleasing to God. Like, you don't have a chance of getting a disease or pregnancy or anything because it's an object. It's still a sin. So, it's like, are you pleasing God or pleasing self? Because your body was made to have sexual relations with your spouse, not an object. So, that's still out of the will of God. We got to get down, 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 down to the basis of things. And the church church needs to stop covering up things and and talk on and speak on things that's really happening. But I'm going to make it known. Because... If we can't live holiness practically, what's the use in getting up in the church talking? No, we got to live this thing when we get out in the public. Who you loyal to? Like the brothers was talking on last night. Who you loyal to? People, you need to be loyal to the people that God had placed in your life. Yes. But I'm loyal to God, number one. That's why I'm loyal to the people that God had placed in my life. Glory to God. So it's like. We got to get out of this. You ain't bringing glory to God when you in your bed or wherever you at masturbating. You're not. So stop fooling yourself. You supposed to, we supposed to glorify God in body and in spirit. And so every time, like when I'm laying Lord, what can I do? What can I do to bring you glory? Then I'm thinking about my students. What can I do, Lord, to help my students, Lord, to keep them or put them on the right path? of life what can i do lord so it's like i'm caring for the things of the lord and then also how i may be holy in body and spirit that's why i mentioned above reading the word of god praying to god fasting glory to god and so doing all these things is bringing me closer and closer to god so i can care for the things that please him and so my mindset is on pleasing him push to and her fleshy feelings to the back burner and glorify god Cause them feelings is just temporary, y'all. If you having some sexual feelings, it'll wear off. But if you keep watching sexual movies, talking to a guy that's not saved, and he talking about saying all that, you you um you add fuel to the fire. So no, care for the things of the Lord. Went went. At night, when I want to listen to something, I turn on my YouTube, my YouTube preachers that I like to listen to, Apostle Herman Murray, Apostle Gino Jennings, things like that. I'm turning on. I have some teachers uh, that preach, I mean, teachers that teach that I like, excuse me, to listen to that they're coming from the word of God about singleness and different things like that. Staying content or joyful in your singleness and, and just different subjects that they talk about So if you want to stay content and joyful in your singleness You got to realize that you was made to glorify God You was made to bring Him pleasure So you do the things that will continue to, That will help you to continue, excuse me To glorify God in body and in spirit I turn on my gospel music It's so relieving It's so encouraging It's so uplifting and so it's all about bringing glory to God. I want my body. I want my spirit. I want God to shine through me again so much that people can see the God in me. So they will want God to take control of them as well. So singles, we have something we can be doing. And if God has revealed your specific purpose, you keep doing the things of the Lord. And then you'll be like, wow, this is what I have a passion for. This is why I was born. Like, it's a specific purpose. Our general purpose is to glorify God and to bring pleasure to him, to care for the things of the Lord as a single, that we may be holy in both body and in spirit. But then it's a specific purpose that God has for you to do, that only you can do it because that is why you was created. So... While you're caring for the things of the Lord, staying holy and by the Spirit, God will reveal that to you. What you was created to specifically do. And then you got to walk in it. No matter what backlash you get from it, you got to walk in it. You got to be bold in it. You got to be confident in who God has made you to be. You have to be confident that God has empowered you to do that work. Glory to God. And so, anyway... That was the second one. Seek God for your purpose and walk in it. I promise y'all, my life is so fulfilled now that I'm walking in my purpose. Like, I'd be like, what? When dudes, if dudes ask me for my phone number or DM me or something, no, I'm not interested. Cause I'm spending time with God. I'm spending time doing the things of God and I have no time to waste on someone that I know is not my husband. Like, why would I do that? No, I'm a uh uh-uh. uh no, I'm a child of the king. I'm royalty, and I don't just lend my time or lend my ears to something that is not um beneficial to me and my walk with God. Glory to God. And so I'm gonna go on. The third way to stay content and joyful during your singleness is do not compare yourself to anyone. Do not compare yourself to anyone. God has a set time and plan for your life. And we kind of discussed that earlier. Like, just because you see um, people that's younger than you getting married, people that might be around your age getting married, you need not to compare yourself to them. Because God has a specific time that he wants you to get married. And see, that like that, brings me comfort every time. And I'm like, if I'm, I know I'm in the will of God for my life. So when the time is right, God is going to make it happen. I just need to stay in a ready position and I thank God for how a couple of weeks ago my uh my auntie like she encouraged me with that you just stay ready. And I said, "Thank you, Lord, because that's just confirmation. It's like I just need to stay ready. Cuz when the time is right, God will make it happen, and that's what I want to say to y'all on today. Don't compare yourself. Don't get weary in well-doing. In due season, you will weep if you faint not. Don't get weary because there is a set time. God see you. God hear you. But see, God has a plan for everything. He strategically does things. And I see that like with how it relates to my jobs that I went through, my house that I'm living in, a lot of things in my life that God placed in my life, he was strategic with it. And I seen like when I got into the position, I seen how God, how the hand of God was in it all along. And so that's what you're going to see when you get married, but you don't need to go before God to go before God is disobedience. Okay. And so we don't want to go before God and just go ahead and be like, you know what? I'm tired, I'm about to get married, and then see, then you try to rationalize things out in your mind when God said that this was not right, that he don't approve of it. And so, like me, I'm like, I don't care how good a man look, I don't care if he go to a church building, I don't care how financially stable he is, if he is all these things, but he is not saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, that man is not In God's will for me to get married at that present time. Because God said, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. He has not changed his mind. So when you see these people that think they got a new revelation or whatever, or it's being accepted, it's not acceptable. God said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And then he go down to explain like what fellowship and all of this. What communion, And so... How? Make it make sense. I'm a child of God. Why would I marry somebody that is in direct opposition to God? But I say I love God, but I would marry somebody in direct opposition to God. Because when you in sin, you're a sinner, you're an unbeliever, you're in opposition (laughs) to God. And so, I want want to live a peaceful and joyful life. I don't want want to live in the crap. I don't want my husband to live in the crap. And so... We both will be living in craps if he's an unbeliever. So it's like, no, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep enjoying my life with Jesus. I'm going to keep bringing him glory. I'm going to keep walking in purpose. And when the time is right, God is going to make it happen. And y'all have to believe that. Do not settle for less. Now, yes, that man that man needs to be number one. If you're saved, he need to be saved. And I'm talking about where he obey the word of God. He make decisions based on the word of God. He is led by the spirit, not by people, not by emotions, but he is led by the spirit and he lives his life according to the word of God. So that means glory to God. That is a man that will love you as Christ have loved the church, so it's not worth selling for somebody that's an unbeliever if you're a believer because a man that is an unbeliever cannot love you as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it because he don't have Christ. It's just that simple, and so we got to wait on God and believe that he has a plan. For our lives. Like I could have been married. A long time ago. If I would have settled. For someone that was unsaved. But I'm like. I'm saved. And I love God too much. To settle for somebody. That I know. That God did not ordain. For me to be with. That is outright disobedience to God. And I'm like. I can't do that. And I take marriage. You. All of y'all. We need to take marriage. Seriously. Seriously. Because marriage is to death do us part. I don't care what nobody say. Marriage is to death do us part. And that is how God set it up for us. And so we have to be careful when we like, okay, well, if this don't work, I'm going to get divorced. No. <laughs> because that is not God's way. That is not God's way. Y'all, please forgive me. son called me. That is not God's way. We have to be like, you know what? I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to wait on God. And so the two examples that I wanted to share was one, one was with um, John the Baptist and Jesus. John the Baptist's mother, um, she, was, she was very old and the father was old and she was barren when God allowed her to get pregnant with John the Baptist. And so... It was a purpose for that because John the Baptist was to be the forerunner of Jesus. So he couldn't be born until it was time for him to be the forerunner of Jesus. And so God had a plan all along. That's in John. uh, Let me make sure that was in John 11. Glory to God. The next thing. Wait, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's Luke 1. 24 through 25. The next story is when Jesus waited until Lazarus was dead for four days. Like he already knew he was sick. They came in and was like, Lazarus is sick. But Jesus waited for four days after Lazarus was dead to come to resurrect him from the dead. Why? Let's read. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the what? For the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. John 11, 4, and 15. So, why did he wait? For God can be glorified. But others can believe on him. And singles, I'm going to end this with that god wants to be glorified in our lives god wants some testimonies that say and it's some virgins that may be hearing hey god wants them testimonies i waited on the lord i never was touched by a man and i enjoyed my single life glory to god god want to hear those testimonies where oh my gosh yes i i i'm not a virgin but i abstain from sex for several years, 10 plus years, that's my testimony, and I was living a purpose-driven life, I was doing what God called me to do, and I did it in contentment and joyful, I did it content and joyful, glory to God, God wants those testimonies to be heard, so he can get the glory, because some people don't think you can abstain from sex, some people don't think it, God wants some power couples And I'm not talking about power with just money I'm talking about power Holy Ghost power Walking in kingdom power Glory to God Being examples in a kingdom of God Because two is better than one Glory to God Glory to God Raising up kingdom families for his glory God wants that to happen That's why we gotta be content and joyful in our single This, don't go before god wait on god glory to god because when the time is right god is gonna make it happen and let me read this scripture in ecclesiastes 3 and 1 to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven so when it's time for you to get married, hey that's your season but right now our season is to be single single enjoy it be content and joyful in your singleness Give God glory in your singleness because others is going to come believe that, come to believe that God is real. God is powerful. Glory to God. God is a deliverer. Glory to God. God is a comforter. Hallelujah. So we got to live this life singles. And I we don't need to see no heads down, no sad faces because you single. It's a wonderful thing. Walk in purpose. Glory to God. Walk in purpose. Glory to God. I'm telling y'all, I'm so happy. I'm so happy about my relationship with God. So, remember three things be intimate with God, seek God for your purpose, and walk in it. And then, the last one, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Know that God has a time, and He has a set time, and He has a plan for your life, that is going to bring him glory, hallelujah, and going to cause others to believe in his awesome, awesome power. Glory to God. Well, y'all have a blessed, blessed rest of y'all night. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention about, I'm not going to say his name, y'all, but before I end, y'all don't be deceived, this pastor out here talking about he going, to like, talking about selling, growing, and selling marijuana around the church property. What? What? These are the last of evil days. These are false teachers. Don't listen to him. Don't follow him. If you find out who it is, don't go to his church because he is a false teacher. Be mindful of these things. Glory to God. But anyway, if you don't have a church home, you're welcome to come to City of Refuge Church. Glory to God in Batesville, Mississippi. Under the leadership of Pastor Bishop Calvin C. Wiley Sr. where the Holy Ghost is in control and where we Read the Word of God, and we live by the Word of God. Glory to God. Well, y'all have a blessed rest of y'all night. Peace out.